Hello and welcome to episode number 27 of the Creative Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Michael Wallace and my goal is to help your ministry become even more creative, strategic, and effective so that you will make even more of an impact as a ministry leader. Last time we introduced this topic of budgets and I could feel your excitement welling up with this most fantastic of concepts. (laughs) Okay, I know budgets may not be your favorite thing. But as we talked about last time, budgets are biblical. Managing budgets appropriately can show responsibility and can actually bring you closer to God. It's all about order, not chaos. Remember, relationships matter more than receipts, but budgets maintain relationships. The better you are at managing your budget, the more likely you will have the chance to keep building those awesome relationships. It's not always the most fun thing to talk about, but I'm excited to get into uh, one more week, just the second week to conclude this conversation all about the almighty dollar. Um, and I wanted to give you some tips that I have learned about how to manage a budget and keep everyone at the church happy when it comes to managing money at your church. Um, like I said, I know it's not everybody's favorite topic, uh, but I truly believe that the way you handle your budgets, the way you manage your finances as a ministry can have a huge impact, both positive and negative, on your ability to do ministry and certainly your personal ability to do ministry long-term in your role. So um, these are just some of the tips that I've picked up along the way in the years that I've done ministry, uh, and I hope that they are helpful for you as well. Uh, I will, uh, I'm excited to get into them right here, right now. Here we go. Number one, the first tip uh, that I have on, uh, on managing budgets is to plan ahead. Plan ahead. Typically in, in uh, student ministry, we're not known for being great uh, long-term planners. I think that the the rest of the church probably looks at you and goes, they just think of things at the last second or they're, they're last-minute planners or they're non-planners. Um, whether that's true in your ministry or not, um, I'd love for us all to just get on board with making this not a thing that people think about student ministry. Uh, so plan ahead. One of the best ways to manage your ministry budget in a healthy and responsible way is just to plan ahead. Like when I say plan ahead, I mean like at least a year in advance of things that you need to purchase. If your fiscal year is January to December, you should have a plan in place for next year's budget request or next year's expenses by no later than October. I mean, no later than October. Planning on a macro level, this big level gives you flexibility on a micro level. So for an example, every year your ministry does an end of this year party. At the end of the school year, they have a, you know, you do a big party. One of your regular service times is actually a big event and it happens every year and you know it's coming. You can plan that budget way in advance. You can ask questions like how much uh, can your ministry afford to spend? What kind of experience do you want to have? Where are you going to make your purchases? All these questions that you can ask far in advance gives you control of the one commodity that a deacon board or a finance committee doesn't need to approve, and that is time. The more time you have in planning, the more options you have in executing. When it comes to your budget, you need to plan way ahead. It gives you more options, it gives you more flexibility, and it will help you in executing, executing? No, executing uh, all of your ministry experiences. Plan way, way, way ahead. On the flip side of all this planning, you should be able to know in advance what your spending needs will be so that when a surprise expense pops up or there's this brand new great deal for a purchase your ministry needs uh, that becomes available, you can make those decisions with wisdom and not go back begging for more money for your ministry. Think of it this way. 
Six months ago, nobody knew that fidget spinners would be all the rage. And in six months from now, my guess is nobody's going to have them. They'll all be broken or taken by their parents, as is happening in our house. <laughs> fidget spinners are seem to be this flash-in-the-pan thing, but no one predicted it. You didn't know that you needed a fidget spinner budget line item. But if you've planned ahead for all of your budgeting uh, needs, then you can have the flexibility to make decisions in the moment because you've made uh, wise choices on the macro level. You have flexibility on the micro level, and you can go get those fidget spinners that you wouldn't have known how much they cost or how many you would need, but now you can have the flexibility to do that if you've planned ahead. Planning ahead can easily make you look way smarter than you actually are. I, I love this concept because anyone can do this. You don't have to be a... Uh, finance guru, you don't have to have an MBA. Um, just plan ahead. Think way in advance. How much are things going to cost? How much are we going to need to spend? What are our budget needs going to look like? It will make you look smarter than you actually are. And it will give you a great reputation with people who are in authority over you. So plan ahead. Number two, the other tip that I have, uh, second tip that I have, is to buy in bulk. So here's the deal. You probably have a pretty good idea what items your ministry is going to need over the next six months or 12 months, and chances are some of those purchasing needs are going to be repetitive, month to month or maybe even week to week. So you can save yourself a ton of time and buy that stuff in bulk. Like, like For example, getting animal crackers from Costco a few times a year would save you a ton of time and money over going to the grocery store every other week especially if you have planned ahead in your budgeting, it should be really easy to know that like over the next six months, you're going to need 20 name tags every week. Instead of buying a pack of 50, check amazon.com for a bundle of a thousand name tags, make one purchase every year, and most likely at a cheaper uh, per piece cost. So when you buy those things in bulk, you buy them in advance, uh, especially whether if they're perishable stuff that you know you have to replenish, like name tags or food items that, that don't necessarily go stale, Animal crackers already start out stale, so I think you're good. <laughs> I think you're good there in buying those in bulk. They they don't taste any different to me, at least, uh, the day you buy them, or <clears throat> or five years later uh, when you find them under the uh, seat in your car. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't actually do that. I might do that. <laughs> uh, but this principle of buying in bulk it also works in off season purchasing. And what I mean by off season purchasing is this: uh, for years in my ministry, we would extend summer services by an extra hour and add programming to take advantage of this more sunlight and no school. So we'd have a regular service time and then we'd have an hour to maybe an hour and a half, depending on the year, um, of extra programming that we would do. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun. And it really gave, gave some great opportunity for relationships. And several of these nights, uh, we would do this programming and uh, it would involve large plastic kiddie pools, right? You know the type when you drive by Walmart uh, during the beginning of the summer, they're kind of all laid out there, uh, you know, so you can see them and everybody wants to go buy them. Um, we have one right now at our house for our one and a half year old daughter. She loves to go play. She calls it a bath, but uh, you know what I'm talking about, large plastic kiddie pools. Typically in the summer, these are available, um, but in for our ministry and what we needed in our scale of ministry and, and what our programming involved, we never just needed one pool. It was always like five or 10 or more of these uh, plastic kiddie pools, which always led me to travel from Walmart to Walmart, trying to find as many of these kiddie pools as possible because we would need them until July. And by July, they're all gone. Walmart never had enough kiddie pools for us. So we started buying them at the end of the summer when they were cheaper 
and they would get their restocks in and then nobody needed them so they would drop the price down and we would get as many as we thought we would need at a cheaper price with one trip to the store and then we'd have them in advance and they were it was amazing because the week of the event there was no chaos at least on the kiddie pool purchasing uh level there's no chaos you don't have to you know waste a half a day uh, driving around or calling around or trying to find these kiddie pools you know you've got them because you know the event is coming and you bought these things in bulk buying in bulk is a great way to stretch your money and free up your calendar and you know if you don't have a costco card or an amazon prime membership ask your volunteers ask the parents of the kids in your ministry let them help you with the purchasing process and get them involved in doing this tangible ministry stuff that most people don't see. It will give them insight into your world and connect them even more deeply into your ministry. What a great way to get someone who is uh, not necessarily wanting to lead a small group or be a greeter or be in the band or run sounds. Typically those four things are what you're looking for, right? When you're looking for volunteers, how often do you look for people to help you purchase uh, the repetitive uh, purchasing needs that you have for your ministry? Get parents involved. You don't need a, a Prime membership for your ministry. You don't need a Costco card for your ministry. If you have a, a parent or a volunteer that has those things, get them involved. Let them see that as a way that they can volunteer their time, volunteer uh, their resources, and, and help out the ministry in a big way and save you a bunch of time and a bunch of money. Buying in bulk, it's awesome. Uh, okay, number three, the third tip that I have is to communicate. When it comes to budgets, communicate. If you're taking advantage of the first two tips and you have uh, started planning ahead and you're looking to buy in bulk, you've got to be communicating. Whether you're communicating your plans with your boss or the finance committee or the deacon board or whoever it is at your church that needs to know about your purchasing plans, you've got to communicate with them. This can save you a lot of headache uh, when budgets come due and you've been planning something for months that then gets shut down because of money, because of a, a purchase request. That's the last thing that you want to do to get excited about an event, to get planned and spend time uh, wrestling through the vision of an experience and then to find out later, oh, there's no money for that. What would have been different if you had started communicating on the front end with the people who make the decisions about your finances? Bring those decision makers in early in the process. So they can see your vision for the events. They can see your vision for the purchase. They understand the why. And then they're not surprised when it comes time to ask for the money, when it comes time to set that budget in place. They may even have advice or tips that make the event or the purchase even better or cheaper or more effective for your ministry. The more you communicate with the people who have a hand in budget decisions, the more likely you are to have the flexibility you desire for your ministry. Honestly, the, the reality of communicating about budgets isn't super spiritual, but it is really, really effective. If you have a group of people who make decisions about your ministry budget, uh, which is most likely you either have a deacon board, an elder board, uh, a, a, a finance committee, a you know one CFO person at your church, whoever's making those, those budget decisions, a leadership team, whoever it is, there's a, there's a strong possibility they, they know a lot about the budget, but they have little to no working knowledge about what's going on in your ministry. If that's the case, that's going to be a problem for you. Talk to them as often as you can. F seek them out. Lead with stories and tell them about what's happening in your ministry. And then ask them for feedback. Let them develop a clear, colorful, correct picture of what your ministry is all about instead of the black and white spreadsheet that they would have otherwise. The more you communicate, the more your, your possibilities, your opportunities will open up on budgeting. Lead with the story. 
talk to them about it and, and you be in control of what they know about your ministry instead of relying on them seeing numbers and spreadsheets alone. Tell stories, communicate, and it will make a huge difference in your ability to do ministry, especially as it comes to managing budgets. The last tip I have for you, number four, is to track everything. Now, I will admit it, I am a spreadsheet geek. I love numbers. I love seeing where they go and seeing what happens to them. I love charts and graphs and formatting cells. It's a problem, but I am okay with it. I, I love it. I love geeking out on, on Excel. If you are like me, you probably already have a great system of tracking your budget and purchasing, and you could tell me right now how much money your ministry has left to spend on average per month for the rest of the year. That was totally me. I could do that at any point uh, because it, it was it was important to me. It made sense to me, and I was I was very involved in the in the budgeting process. If that's not you, here's what you need to know: numbers matter, but they only matter because of what they represent. Numbers are important because of what they represent. If you're counting people, the numbers matter because of who those people are, and you need to focus on them to better connect with and reach those people. If you're counting money. The numbers matter because that budget gives you flexibility and options in ministry, and you need to focus on them to better plan and use your budget wisely. You know, my experience tracking purchasing and budgets, it's a great way to help manage your current spending and to plan for future spending. If you know how much your weekly service costs you this year, then you know how much to plan for next year, and there's no surprises. If you know you have spent beyond your average through the month of May, you know you need to spend less per month through December. On the other hand, if you have spent below the average through May, you have more flexibility on your spending through December. But the only way to know these things, the only way to have that insight and is to track your purchases consistently. The more you track, the more you keep track, the more you budget, the more it will, the better it will inform your ministry purchasing decisions. So there you have it. Uh, my tips for ministry budgeting. Plan ahead, buy in bulk, communicate and track everything. I hope that you're able to apply some of these tools to your ministry, uh, not so that you can spend more or even save more, but so that you can have more options. That's really what ministry budgets are all about. The reality is relationships are free. Ministry doesn't actually cost money when it comes to investing in students' lives. You can minister to students for $0. I actually have done a ministry, a very successful ministry as far as numbers are concerned, with zero budget dollars for an entire year it was difficult, but it was done because relationships are free. Ministry doesn't actually cost money because investing in students is free. Giving them your time and connecting with them doesn't cost anything. But managing a budget well means that you have flexibility and options to enhance your ministry and leverage more things to do even more ministry. The more you handle this well, the more you get this part right, and I know it's not flashy or exciting, it's not something that you uh, enjoy thinking about or probably naturally uh, lean into thinking about often, but the more you do this well, the better your ministry opportunities are going to be. The more flexibility you'll have in decision making within your ministry. The more often you can surprise your students with something they didn't expect. The more often you can surprise your volunteers with the gift that they didn't expect. The more often you can do things with your ministry that will catch students' attention, catch their eye, and give you that opportunity to lean in relationally and make a difference in their life eternally. Budgets matter. They really do. Uh, so I, I pray that as you uh, look through your, your budgeting for this year or for next year or wherever you are in the season, uh, that you would be very intentional about this kind of stuff. 
Um, I know that there's this this idea around churches and around ministries that uh, youth ministries are the last person to think through budgets, and they're always asking for more money, and they're always breaking stuff. And um, let's change that. Let's change the way churches see student ministries. Let's change the way that they expect student ministries to operate when it comes to budgets. Let's be responsible. Let's handle it biblically, and let's get as close as we can uh, to to an, a a set of order that looks like the way God uh, has intended us uh, to be order-driven and not chaos-driven. So those are my thoughts on budgets. Thank you so much for listening and uh, and checking this out. If you have other thoughts, please comment uh, on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we'll be making posts about this. Or you can send me a message, michael at creativestudentministry.com. Uh, you could also check out creativestudentministry.com for uh, lots of other resources you can get uh, that are some free and some are uh, very reasonably priced so they don't do a big hit on your budget. Um, Uh, But check those out. Looking forward to uh, more podcasts coming up in the next uh, weeks and months. So thanks again for listening, and we will talk again soon.